Here to butcher, I mean sing, the national anthem is acclaimed vocalist, Mr. Eric D. Fulmer. Hey, can I get some reverb on this? Yeah. Oh, say, can you see? By the dawn's early light. Who the hell is that guy? What's so proudly we hear? Hey, what is he doing? What the fuck is that? Who farted? What? <laughs> Somebody get this guy off the fucking field. <laughs> oh my god. He's butchering it. That's not an American. What the fuck is it? It's treasonous. What he said. What the hell is he thinking? Is he a picture in the National Anthem? I think he is. What the fuck? Hey, can we do that again? No. 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 Stop. Please. Oh, my God. I can't take this anymore. Somebody shoot him. Shoot this motherfucker. I think my dog barked. It's gonna make my cat die! It's gonna make my cat die! It's gonna make my dog die! It's gonna make my dog die! Who keeps farting? I'm starting to smell. He's doing it! He's doing it! I just smell farts. What happened? Oh my god. That's supposed to be fireworks. Those weren't fireworks. Fuck that, dude. I don't know what the fuck that was. The fuck? Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another dumbass political podcast. Woo! We got another show for you guys. All right, so let me start by saying my political expertise is beyond the wisest of all. Shit. Holy shit, I am Rick and Morty level political dumbass. Your host, Glenn Lee Allen Davis. Death to America, we do not chant here, that's for sure. Of course, I'm joined by my super fanatic co-host, the d- 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 diligent Eric Fulmer. Whoa, 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 what up? All right. And together, I know we complain about the government every chance we get, but I guarantee you we will seek its assistance the first chance we fail because we need the help, mm-hmm. right? That's what it's all about. We yeah. need the help. First thing I want to touch on here is as far as the next few months, the business that I had 
I usually don't go into too much about what I have, but it's, it's pretty much in the shitter. It's shutting down. It's either dissolving it or going bankrupt. What are you going to do? Shit happens. One of the things that I can blame is Trump. The tariffs that he put on, uh, I mean, obviously there's a lot of different factors, the reason it shut down. But one of the main things that didn't help was the tariffs, 25% on all the merchandise we bought. That goes with one of the articles that I just read recently. As much as he likes to bullshit everybody and say, oh, the Chinese are paying for these tariffs. That just isn't the case. The, the, the real truth is, is that absolutely 100% of the import taxes, these have been passed on to the U.S. importers and the consumers. So that means you out there or businesses like mine pay pretty much all of the tariffs that are that are put onto it. It's just ridiculous. I know with the shirts that I buy, they've gone up 25%. And what happens is I charge, let's say, $20 for a shirt or $24.95. I can't go any more, any more above that. Otherwise, I cannot compete with Hot Topic or Zoomies or other companies out there that are selling clothes. The usual price point to sell a T-shirt is $24.99 and below. If I go up, I'm going to lose business. Obviously, Amazon are a bunch of dickheads too. That's a whole other story we can get into. But they got free shipping. Yeah. <laughs> free shipping's a scam. I'm, I, 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 I hate to break it to everybody out there. Amazon Prime. <laughs> You're paying for free shipping one way or the other. In fact, you get ripped off on free shipping because think about it. Let's say I charge $20 for a shirt and $5 of that has to go to shipping. Amazon says, no, you have to uh, charge free shipping. Otherwise, we won't put you in our search engines. We won't promote you. So I go, okay, well, I have to charge that money. So now I have to charge $24.99 uh, per shirt with free shipping. And so you guys think, oh, I'm getting free shipping. That's such a good deal. But what happens is, yeah, on that one shirt, you're paying $24.95. That's what you would pay. But let's say you want to buy two or three shirts. Now you're getting ripped off because now I'm charging you $5 for every shirt that you buy extra over the one. Better be careful, man. Bezos got people. Fuck Bezos, <laughs> man. Kidding. Fuck them all. One half of the host. Uh... So as much as you like to think that you're getting your free shipping, you're not. You're, you're paying for it one way or the other. In fact, you're paying more when you order more than one item. So anybody out there, if you're ordering from Amazon, I would suggest buy one item at a time with Amazon Prime once every hour and just have it shipped separately. That way you'll break their system. But anyway, that's not my point. I'm not here to whine and complain about my woes and whatever bullshit. And in the news, a political podcast host mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. <laughs> the point is, is that the consumer's paying for these tariffs that, that Trump keeps saying that the Chinese are paying for. And my big question is, is where does that fucking money go? I mean, we're talking about $42 billion in tariffs since October 2019. Where's that fucking money going, right? Who's getting that money? Is that going to his jet or his secret service? Like $42 billion. They're collecting on me and other consumers and other people that buy and you that buy the products out there where the prices go up. Where does that fucking money go? Okay, most of the money that Trump collected on tariffs that he created, the situation that he created, is now going to the farmers because the farmers aren't getting the business, so they had to spend about $28 billion to bail them out. So all of us are paying for farmers to stay in business when they didn't have to be that way to begin with. Yep. Like you created a scenario where we have to pay farmers to basically sit around and do nothing. 
Now, obviously, uh, they were trying to come up with one of the solutions was is to take the money or the, the products that the farmers were producing and the Chinese obviously aren't buying it because of the tariffs. They were going to give it to third world countries and basically as a charity thing, right? So I'm thinking, oh, well, that's kind of a good idea. But the reason they didn't do the reason they didn't do it or they decided against it is because they didn't want to ruin their ecosystem because you would take out their farmers. Yeah. You know, you would ruin their economy by giving free stuff. But then I think, wait a minute. Why don't we get free stuff? Where's our fucking free corn? Where's <laughs> yeah. our free shit? Yeah. Why not? We're paying for these farmers in the tariffs <laughs> yeah. for their to grow their crops and not sell them. Well, fucking A. Give us some free corn, we man. I wonder why there's people starving out there. Yeah, there's <laughs> people in America starving. If you want to think America first and you want to help yeah. out America, you created this fucking mess yeah. where the farmers are being bailed out for a, a situation that was created by Trump. Yeah. They didn't have a problem before. Yeah. They were doing fine. They were making a lot of money selling to the Chinese. Yeah, they were getting undercut. Yeah. And even with the steel market, the steel market is getting screwed because, yeah, they had to lower their prices but we're still not getting any more business from it. So my question is, is what the fuck? Why not give us some free money? <laughs> free, no, not free money. Give us some free food. Fucking socialists. Yeah. <laughs> fucking A, man. I'm the socialist Whatever. of all the motherfucking socialists, free. man. It's just, it, it just baffles my mind how he keeps spinning this in a way that makes everyone think that we, oh, the farmers, we need help. Oh, the Chinese, they're going to pay for everything. Oh, they're going to do this. Mexico's going to pay for the wall and all that. And it's all fucking untrue. It's all completely untrue. And people keep seem to keep buying it, you know. People keep drinking the Trump juice, you know. <laughs> yeah, fucking A. And the Trump juice is going to give them gas. I wonder if old McDonald's still has his farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what it looks like now. <laughs> he barbecued bingo and fucking ate his ass, yeah. man. So, <laughs> you know, so. Guys, don't, don't believe everything you hear. Do some research. Check out news articles from real organizations that have the numbers. You know, I'm not 100% accurate on everything I'm saying, but I'm kind of just giving you the, 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 the gist of what's going on. Because, again, I'm a dumbass. Yeah. You know, don't, I'm not the fucking president. I, I can lie to you or whatever. I'm going to bullshit you any way you can because I'm just here to entertain. Yeah. He's the fucking president. He should have the numbers. That's like saying that the head of the, the corporation, the head of Amazon, Jeff Bezos doesn't know how much his company's making or how much, you know, you'd be yeah. like, what the fuck kind of CEO is that? Oh, right. <laughs> you know, what are you, a fucking idiot? <laughs> You're telling me you don't have the numbers to your own, sh your own business? Yeah. Point is, my business is going under. I'm going to shut the doors here in February. So this podcast is all we got. Word of advice. Start selling those Make America Great Again hats. <laughs> <laughs> or Make got America. The, What's the one yeah, you got? Got, got the new one now, CAG. Oh, yeah, make America Greta Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Those are going yeah. for 30 bucks a pop and 15 bucks a pop. <laughs> I mean, I'll be fine because I always have been. I, yeah. I'm a survivor. And that's one thing that... Uh, I'm a survivor. Obviously, in this country today, there's a huge homeless problem. Yep. A lot of people out there that are homeless. A lot of people out there that are struggling... A, a lot of tents I see here in Portland, Oregon, yeah. man. It's like tent city along the freeways. It's so weird. It's like a whole, like, I always wonder where the fuck are they shitting? Yeah. You know, I understand you got a tent to, to kind of pitch your thing. You got it. You got privacy. You got some stuff, but then it's like, well, where are you going? To, I can see peeing on the freeway, yeah. <laughs> but where are you shitting at in yeah. a bucket yeah. or, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> that's a Mark Marin shit right there. Shitting in a bucket yeah. in a, 
in, in a storage unit. So, but I understand for myself, I've never been homeless. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just something that it's just a, a, a knack for me or whatever, but I know you at some point, Eric, when mm-hmm. I was still in high school, yeah. you moved to Hollywood and uh-huh. you guys, the whole band was pretty much homeless. Yeah, yeah. Whether that was a choice or not, in a way it kind of was, was because you moved to Hollywood, you're unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have any money to just move into a place. So we said, okay, we already knew ahead of time that we're going to move to Hollywood. We're probably going to slip in our car for a few weeks at the most. Ended up turning into three months. Because the thing to do in Hollywood is if you're a band and you're, you know, especially around that time, is you meet girls and you meet girls with money in the place and then <laughs> you stay stay with them. But we just weren't those kind of guys. We just, we felt like. Yeah. You weren't we're the not, Motley crew. Yeah, that, we yeah, were, the, yeah, we, I guess it, we had respect for women. Ooh, that's a concept. <laughs> so you'd rather be yeah. naked in a, in yeah. a, in a van uh-huh. or a station wagon. Yeah. Right? And I remember like about two months later, we met these girls that did let us move in with them. And because they liked us, they, they had a little bit of a thing for me and uh, my drummer. And uh, we didn't have any interest in them. They ended up kicking us out. So yeah, <laughs> see, I did the smart thing. Felt I didn't like move. I didn't join the band <laughs> yeah. until after you guys already had an yeah. apartment. Uh-huh. Then I was like, okay, yeah. I'll come yeah. over and join. Yeah. But actually, I just graduated. But it high was a school, struggle. But. It was, uh, you know, but you know, at that time, even though you're seeing homeless people who are there by, I can't say whether it was choice or not, but you know, a lot of it, drug addiction. You know, when you're on Western Hollywood Boulevard. You see the crux of addiction, um, you know, crack and, and whatever. And, but back then it was a strange thing. Like it was, it was, yeah. it was a lot of the, the, you had two types of homeless people. You had the ones that pretty much were mentally ill, I guess yeah, you could say. Saw quite a few of them. And they would walk around and they would dig in garbage cans. Cause I know Tony, our drummer, he like would actually shout leave. out to One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, One-Eyed <laughs> Willie. still around. Mountain Man. The Concrete Hillbilly, he's still around. <laughs> Remember Mountain Man. Mountain Man, yeah. yeah he'd sleep in a sleeping yeah. bag right out in we the had, open. We had character names for all of them. They've kind of been mean at the time. but. <laughs> well, I mean, but no, one good thing that Tony actually did is is instead of when he didn't mm-hmm. finish a meal, yeah. he wouldn't throw it in the garbage. He would set it on the garbage because he yeah. knew that they were going to ask, you know, that they were going to go digging in, in yeah. the cans for yeah. it. So he would set it on top of the garbage mm-hmm. can, yeah. and then he would go across the street <laughs> and kind of observe and yeah. wait for the guys to come over. And they'd be like, oh, uh-huh. their eyes would light up. Yeah. I guess that's the equivalent of, let's say, Mr. Beast giving yeah. $20,000 to a homeless guy uh-huh. is Tony was giving his nachos yeah. away uh-huh. <laughs> to them. But yeah. And how uh, we showered, we get you know we did what called bird baths in McDonald's. We'd go to McDonald's, we'd get kicked yeah. out every once in a while. I still can't. Like when I go to McDonald's and I smell that soap, the hand soap, yeah, it takes me back. To it oh, wow, it takes me back, and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> but I remember like even when you guys had the apartment, when I moved in with you, yeah. it was still with you guys because we would go to like, let's say, Del Taco, Mm-hmm. And you would just automatically, as instinct, you would reach into the garbage can, grab yeah. a cup, <laughs> yeah, and did. then just go and use yeah. it as, uh-huh. hey, that was your soda. You yeah, know, yeah, why pay yeah. for soda uh-huh. when somebody left an empty cup? Because it had a lid on yeah, it and everything. Uh-huh. So you were like, okay, yeah. you rinsed it out. That's what we did because you take advantage of those free refills. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then the other thing you guys would do, too, is you would go to Carl's Jr. Yeah. or McDonald's, and you would buy one drink. One drink. And, and then you would sit there and write music. Yep. All day long and sit in uh, sit in the establishment. Yeah. And so Tony would write and I would just read comic books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be rewriting his lyrics. And <laughs> but I, I, again, you took advantage of yeah. the system. Yeah. Um, yeah, we found a way. You know, we found a way to get, I guess, make it somewhat 
pleasable in a sense. Yeah, <laughs> but again, it, I think uh, the moment you had the chance not to be yeah. homeless. My thing was, I, I was never able to panhandle. Like, I was, I don't know, like, I, Tony did all the panhandling. I was always yeah. too shy or too scared. Like, if it wasn't for Tony, I would have been, like, I, didn't know, I wouldn't have known what to do. I wouldn't have had no money. Well, because that was the other. I couldn't ever bring myself to panhandle. <laughs> that was the other side of the homeless people was the people that were mentally ill and dug in garbage cans. Yeah. And then there were the drug addicts who basically begged for change. Mm -hmm. Because I remember my first incident of just going to Hollywood yeah. and we went down to Ralph's supermarket and mm -hmm. were my first incident, me going into the supermarket and coming out and this huge black guy, yeah. you know, and me, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. cool with all colors. Uh -huh. I come from yeah, a yeah. nice little <laughs> suburb and, uh -huh. you know, Pismo beach. I'm like, yeah. Hey, and he's all, yeah. you got any change? And uh -huh. I was like, no, sorry, man. I don't have any. So, so you don't fucking give me change because I'm black yeah. motherfucker. And he yeah. started yelling at me and I was like, holy fucking shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got all scared and yeah. stuff, uh, you know, but those guys that yeah. basically bully you into giving you their change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that way they can get drugs. Uh -huh. That's that's a whole other issue of the homeless side. Yeah. You know, I think homelessness has been going back a long time. It's obviously oh, yeah. it's plagued us since, uh, you know, since the beginning of time. Yeah. Some people, I think, just aren't made to be in a house. They, they, they like the open space. They like the freedom of not conforming. Yeah. To, um, I have a friend that does to that. society. I and, have a friend that sold his house and you know, he lives pretty much well, he's in an RV, but that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, uh, a nice you know, a nomad, you know, yeah, he's a nomad. and you know, and I, I think I'm going to say something that's, you know, not very sensitive to people and it's probably going to might piss people off. But I think a lot of the homeless people out there, they do it by choice, you know, either because they want the freedom of being able to not, not being told what to do, or they want the freedom to do drugs you know, because obviously if you live in an apartment building, you can't be shooting up or whatever, yeah. or you, that's an extra, let's say five, $600 or a thousand dollars a month yeah. that you would have to use for rent. You could be mm -hmm. using on drugs. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes from the Andy Griffin show. Mm -hmm. I used to watch that all the time when I was a little kid yeah. is that there's this episode where a hobo comes to town and basically he's tricking Opie and giving him some food oh, yeah. and helping him out, making him feel sorry for him. Uh -huh. And he's sitting there going, yeah, you know, I would like to work, but I just can't boys, you know? Oh, yeah. And so of course, you know, uh, the kids feel sorry for him and they tell the sheriff, Andy Taylor and, you know, Andy Taylor gets involved. <laughs> this is a clip from that part where basically he goes to help him. Cause Glad to meet you. You did, huh? Howdy. I ain't done anything, sheriff. <laughs> Don't worry, Pa just wants to help you. That's right. And you sure do look like a fella that could use some help, too. Now, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just go into the county employment office, and I'm sure they'll have a job for you. Doing road work. Oh, no, no. I couldn't do any work like that. The boys will tell you. On account I got a bum leg. <laughs> so already, he's already like... I, think I know just the job for you. You make Being an excuse. Yeah. That way you can stand up or sit down or lay down. Just kind of change off. Oh, no. No, I couldn't do that. I I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, why not? Well, uh, you know, the night work, it's bad for my leg. Well, I'll tell you what I'd suggest. Why don't you come on into town with us? We got a nice room you can stay in till you find the right kind of job. Oh, no, no, no. I couldn't do that, Sheriff. It's uh, mighty nice of you to ask me, but... Uh, I got all my stuff here, and it'll take an awful lot of trouble to move mm. it. And uh, oh, it's no trouble. The boys will be glad to pitch in and help, won't yeah, you, boy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, but but oh, I... sure, we can get this stuff into town, into that nice room we've got for you. There's not that much. 
Yes, uh, well, I... And we're gonna stay right with you every minute till we find the <laughs> right kind of job for you and your leg. and i got a feeling that you know you see these signs of these people you know that say homeless need help need money obviously you're just feeding their addiction and and obviously that's the point he wanted to prove to opie from that point the guy takes off running as soon as they start grabbing his stuff and i love what opie says there's nothing wrong with his leg no there isn't son so basically he tries to help him and i feel that that is true with a lot of uh, of people it's like you want to help listen don't get me wrong yeah. i know there's a good percentage of people out there that either lost their job or something and they're they're homeless mm-hmm. because of something out of their control and i completely understand that and i'm all for helping those people and i'm all for yeah. to to give them a second chance but i think there's another portion that a lot of people don't talk about because they feel that you know oh i can't say that because it's wrong yeah. i don't want to hurt anybody, but there's a lot of uh, people out there that are, uh, either if they're drug addicts, they need help, but there's a lot of people that just like living without any rules. Mm-hmm. And so you ask yourself, well, why in the recent years has the homeless population exploded? I myself personally, I'm going to blame technology. Okay. Yeah. I'm blaming technology because back then in the, uh, uh, the Andy Griffin days, black and white days and mm-hmm. the fifties uh, and the sixties, you know, it was a more of a struggle to be homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, you you had to shift from town to town. You had, you know, you didn't really have, if you wanted the a portion of the luxuries of life, it was a lot harder to deal with. Whereas now, think about it. You have basically the whole world in the palm of your hand that can be charged at a McDonald's, mm-hmm. at a Wendy's for eight hours. So you can hang out like you guys did, yeah. charge your phone up, Go back to your tent in the middle of nowhere, beg yeah. for enough money to do drugs or whatever your, yeah. your deal is, whatever. I'm, I'm not judging whatever no. you want to do, mm-hmm. but it's a lot easier because now you have internet. You have, well, all you have to do is pay for a phone service. And with the Obama yeah. thing, you get a free phone. I think they just ended that recently. Yeah. Uh, but you got a free phone through Obama, uh, an Obama uh, uh, situation yeah. and you had internet, you have YouTube, you have porn, you have the news. You yeah. pretty much you keep in touch with your family, yeah. all for a very minimal cost. So why not go? Hey, shit! If I don't mind shitting in a bucket, yeah, and I don't mind living in a tent, uh-huh. and you get a gym membership for twenty bucks a month, you take you a take shower, a shower, yeah, yeah. yeah. you can use the bathroom there. Even um, I, I talked to a lady the other day that she's got a job and she's needing to move, and uh, she said at this point I'm almost thinking about just being homeless and just keep my job and I have everything I need. Mm-hmm. I just why the rent is just so expensive and it's so yeah. expensive to move now to where like, you know, you first and last month's rent to deposit the, the and then every year your, the rent goes up for, we forgot what the percentage is, but it's like, you know, they put that little cap on it. Yeah. Now my, I know my in, rent went up as a little bit, not as much as last year, but in yeah. Portland, it's crazy how yeah. much it's gone yeah. up. Now I know in, in Hollywood, they had something called rent control. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have that here. Do they? I don't, I don't, they only have rent, it in certain like, cities. I never was ever clear on what, what is rent control? What does that mean? Does that mean that they, so they can only raise your rent by a certain amount. Mine was always going up $80 every lease. Up. Yeah. See, we don't have rent control in your area. That's yeah. why it goes up so much. Yeah. So like in a rent control area, they can only raise it like, let's say 0.5% or 1% yeah. of the rent yeah, I think of what we it have is. It now because this last time we got that notification that they only raised it so much. So I think okay. now we have the rent. Control. Oh, now you do. Okay. Yeah. Because that's one of the things is Lemmy from Motorhead, one of the cool things is he loved, he lived above the Sunset Strip yep. and he <laughs> kept that apartment because he was still, even yeah. at the end of his 
uh, time, yeah. he was only paying like six hundred dollars a month yeah. for an apartment that should have been three or four thousand uh-huh. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when he wasn't living at the Rainbow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's why he kept that apartment because yeah. you, if you live in a rent control area, you try to keep that apartment as yeah. long as possible. That's why I feel like I want to move, but it's like now I'm stuck because it's like now it's expensive to move. Like I've been at my yeah. place for since you know eight years now. And, because your apartment's kind of a dicks. They <laughs> yeah. they kind of scammed you. They just raise that shit every yeah, year. Every year, yeah. Like I said, and even and I, like I said, I think it's rent control now because it, they only raised it sixty dollars this time instead of eighty dollars. You know. So. Okay. Well, they're going. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're going down yeah. to twenty bucks. Well, I remember, like Kate Brown. I guess when she got reelected or whatever, and they they did pass that law about you know like the, all managers mm-hmm. only allowed to raise it for uh, they had a cap on it or whatever. Uh, and I understand that uh, Kate Brown. That's the the governor of yeah. of. Portland or of Oregon, yeah. of Oregon, all yeah, of yeah. Oregon, right? Yeah, Governors, yeah. all of Oregon. Yeah. And she's a Democrat. What a political dumbass. man. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, this is an instance where she's not doing that good of a job from what I understand. Yeah. She's yeah. a Democrat. Yeah. Maybe a Republican would have been de- better. I don't know. But um, she failed on the homeless thing, man. She's, she's still failing. It's like, there's so much they can do, man. It's like all the money that they spend on criminalizing these homeless people a lot of times they lock them up and put them in jail for you know just being drunk in public or whatever yeah they could be building facilities they could build a a, a transitional housing like you do with mm-hmm. people that get out of prison and go into a transitional house they could do this there's so much open land why can't they uh, like that's one of my ideas if i were to win like of those publishers clearing house 30 million dollars <laughs> yeah. i say okay i'm gonna buy a big lot i'm gonna make an apartment complex basically maybe 200 units and i'm gonna make it transitional where they have job skill training uh, alcohol and drug treatment if they need it mental health treatment if they need it and who, you know of course there's gonna be ones who don't want to go there yeah because there's always gonna be that percentage yeah. of yeah. people that are like, like i don't want to follow your rules I look like this if there's ten thousand people on the streets i'm gonna take at least five thousand of those people and in, in turn and, and not only that yeah it will be expensive but it's going to pay for itself when everyone starts contributing to the economy because you're getting them jobs and you're getting them back out in the... Yeah. I mean, if we can afford uh, $42, 63000000000 billion in, in tariffs yeah. over the stupid shit that we buy, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. stuff that we don't even need. Most, let's get real here. Most yeah. of the stuff we buy is frivolous bullshit mm-hmm. besides the basics of food, yeah. rent, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, those of us that are doing well. Yeah. So a, a portion of that going to yeah. help people well, out. What I want to know is where's the the Oregon lottery money going to? Because it's supposed to be going to schools, but yet we still hear about schools closing programs and laying off teachers. Why can't we make that money to take care of the homeless situation? Yeah. Everyone's so worried about, oh, I can't have my tax dollars go towards that. Well, you're buying scratchers and lottery tickets left and right. That can go towards. Well, I got news for you. The schools <laughs> are going to shit too here. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That I, money's going somewhere. And it's like, we're talking like. That right there can pay for it. That could take a lot of homeless people off the streets. Yeah. And yeah. get them back into society. Because all it takes mm-hmm. for someone that's homeless who really wants to get off the streets, it takes them just two days to get a nice shower, get some new clothes, to go on a job. Because that's a lot of people get held mm-hmm. back because they don't feel confident enough to get out there and get, go to a job interview. They already make it hard. But do you to think that how many, like I, I am curious, like how yeah. many of those people that say that, oh man, I just yeah. need a, a, a hand out. I need a, a, a hand, a helping hand. How many of those people like, Andy Griffith say, okay, let me give you this. Yeah. How many of them There's would do it or would yeah. they walk away and go, well, you know, yeah. I don't know, it depends man. Because I think the long, like I've talked with a few homeless people in my field. I've had his clients and uh, one guy was homeless for a year, but he said, because you, you, you almost become desynthesized. Is that the word they use? Desynthesized. Yeah. Whatever, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the thought of even getting off the streets is like, just seemed like a pipe dream. Yeah. Know? In other words, even because if someone, you have even if someone were to come and offer you this and offer you that, you're just like, you're just so used to like you just it just becomes easier. Yeah and, yeah, and your confidence level gets so low that you just feel like, well, I don't think I'll be able to um, 
to um, rise to that next level because I don't think I'll, I'll they're just afraid of success in the yeah. way because they were so used to being beaten down that when the opportunity does come, they're afraid they're not going to be able to deliver the goods, you know, to, to keep it going. And, yeah. And it's like, I don't, I, yeah. I don't mind helping people out that need yeah. it. I'm all for that. Uh, but this whole like begging thing, yeah. man, it's a massive problem here. It's like on every freeway. I think it's yeah. like a, a, I think, I think it's a network because uh, I think it. it's like a total, like a uh, drug Lord type of not drug Lord, but like a gang thing yeah. where people are at certain corners. Ask, yeah. I think that there's people that protect them yeah. and take a portion okay. of their money. So there's a black guy that always, uh, Sits in front of the the, the right aid over there, and yeah. he's been there for eight, as long as I've been here, almost eight years. I've yeah, yeah, there. I know that guy with the yeah. bucket, and, and, and I see him all the time in different areas, and he's always with certain panhandlers, and it's uh-huh. almost like I kind of think he's running the show there. Yeah, like there's you could tell like and, new. Yeah, there's certain <laughs> spots where yeah. people have it, and I yeah. guarantee you, there's there's protection people yeah, that think, take a portion of their money. Yeah, I think that's what you like. It's almost like his own employment agency, but uh, like in a you know yeah, but it's like if you want a job as a panhandler, you go through him. <laughs> but then what really bothers me is like he just takes a percentage. Uh, there was. Once I saw a whole Indian family, <laughs> now, not to be racist, but I saw a whole family of Indian people like oh, yeah, the father, oh, yeah. the mother. Now, obviously, to... Portland is outsourcing their homeless yeah. problem or their their yeah. panhandling yeah. problem to Indians. Time. That's when we got to problems yeah. here. And I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but they, they were like totally clean. They had yeah. perfect clothes. They had a whole family out there and they were raking in money. People yeah. were like giving them ten, twenty dollars. I saw yeah. another lady. I gave him five once. <laughs> yeah. That had a baby with her. Yes, father. So there's two things I'm going to say about the whole panhandling thing. One, it's a scam. Then I'll tell you why it's a scam. Mm-hmm. I saw a lady who was panhandling for money. She had her baby in her arms, and they were, she was over there. And yeah. I was eating lunch across the way, and I yeah. was watching her. I was just kind of checking her out and mm-hmm. stuff. They were giving her money left and right, left and right. She had a wad of fucking cash. Oh, yeah. So she walks around the thing, and I see her walking, and I'm keeping an eye on her. She walks over to a brand new fucking minivan. She mm-hmm. opens it up, gives her baby formula and stuff, yeah. puts the money, stashes it away. And this is a brand new minivan. That's the people that are taking advantage of the system that yeah. makes everyone want, not want to give. Yeah. So that tells me it's a There's scam. even a guy on YouTube that does videos where he goes and he catches them or whatever. Oh, really? That's, yeah. that's I cool. Should, I should look it up. But, uh, you can probably look it up later. But, uh, okay, so the yeah. other <laughs> instance was we're driving over uh, to a mall area, right? And there's this old guy. Old guy, like... Like, I swear, he's like, he's got the gas oxygen mask on. Mm-hmm. He's got the gas tank, right? Like, he's yeah. on his desk door. And he has a sign saying he has, like, stage four cancer. Of course, my wife feels all sorry for him. And it's like, oh, we should give him money. I'm like, no, it's a scam, you know? Yeah. That's what I said. My first instinct is, hey, it's a scam. Don't give him money. Uh-huh. If he's in, should be in the hospital, he should be in the hospital, right? right? Yeah. So I drop her off at one of the stores. And me and my son, and, you know, my son was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should give him money, right? So, yeah. We drop her off at the store because we're going to a different area. We drive back around to the same place, right? And I'm waiting in in, in the I'm waiting behind three or four other cars, and I'm watching them. Mm-hmm. And the guy is about to fall over. Like he looked like he was in serious fucking trouble. Like he was like, oh, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh shit, maybe I should give him money or or call an ambulance or something, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, but you know, I was pretty far away at that point, so I didn't really do anything. And we got up closer, and I pulled up next to him, right? Yeah. He's on two cars away from me because it's like a two-lane thing. Yeah. So out of nowhere, he picks up his oxygen tank, straightens his back perfectly upright, walks across the way, and there's a some bushes. Yeah. In those bushes is a bicycle. 
Oh, damn. <laughs> he gets on the bicycle yeah. and fucking rides away. Dang. <laughs> I guess it was break time or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me a guy in fucking an oxygen mask, begging for change, like can ride a fucking bike. Like a guy in the Andy <laughs> Griffith episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were Opie. I saw that with my own <laughs> fucking two eyes. You were like Opie in that one. <laughs> and I, of course, I was like, oh, shit, I'm glad I didn't give him any money. It proved my point. My son learned a good lesson just like Opie did. There are people out there, like, again, don't get me wrong. There are yeah, people yeah. out there that need help. We also got to take in factor a lot of uh, you know, how they were raised, what happened, whatever. Like, we don't know the story of, like, what happened, what they got them in that situation. A lot of it, too, is uh, a lot of women are out there, you know, from abusive relationships. Like, you know, they escape their husband. Yeah, They have yeah. nowhere to go. They can't get into the women's shelter. I think they just need more. They need more, definitely more better shelters here in Portland. Um, and they can afford it, man. All the money they're making off DUIs and everything else. Well, I think that the the difference is is goes back to us in Hollywood yeah. back all the days. When you see somebody digging in a garbage can and willing to eat out of a garbage can, yeah. that's somebody that needs help. Yeah. But when you see somebody just begging for change that has a mm -hmm. perfectly made sign and yeah. has 20 other signs right next to mm -hmm. them uh, and has brand new shoes on, mm -hmm. don't give money to them, yeah. man. Don't, you're just feeding their addiction mm -hmm. or you're just uh, letting them pocket money. Big problem give it to a homeless shelter. If yeah. you're going to give money to homeless people, give it to an organization yeah. that can get the money and get food to those people yeah. rather than just giving it to somebody that's just going to blow it on crack. Yeah. And a lot of it, too, uh, the, they close, from what I understand, too, they close a bunch of mental hospitals around here and let a lot of them out. And that's why we got a big surge of crazy people out yeah, there. Yeah, that's a Reagan incident yeah, right yeah, there yeah, because so. that's what Reagan did during her yeah. his era to save money mm -hmm. was is that he shut down all the mental institutions yeah. because you used to be able to just walk in and say, I think I'm crazy, yeah. and you could stay the night, mm -hmm. and they would give you a place to live, yeah, uh, food, whatever you wanted. Yeah. I, I think we're getting too serious here. We need some music to fucking lighten this shit up. <laughs> I'm homeless, and again, I'm homeless. What am I gonna do now? <laughs> I can barely hear my guitar. Now. Oh, is it too low? Wait. That was my bad punk song. Mom kicked me out of the house. Because I was drinking too much. <laughs> no. I remember, though, didn't you, before you guys moved to Hollywood, like, didn't, uh, like, you were, you were, we're in uh, with grandma and then our uncle, didn't he come over and just basically yeah. kick you out because you were yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, get a fucking, he like lifted my mattress up and slammed it on the ground. Like with me in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, get a fucking job. <laughs> now see, that's what I always find is funny is like, okay, so you were a musician at the time yeah. uh -huh. you were, you were playing guitar. You were playing in a band. Yeah. Now you weren't obviously, Making you didn't money. have a job working in a factory. Yeah. You didn't have, I tried working at a cannery for the last about a month, but you didn't like, you weren't like a normal working person. Yeah. You devoted your life to music. Yeah. This is what baffles me. So you would rather your son or your nephew or whoever it is, your family member, work their life to death in some manufacturing job that goes nowhere just so that way they could pay their rent yeah. versus somebody like you who is playing music. You practice guitar at least eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah. It wasn't like you were no slouch. Yeah. You were constantly practicing and honing mm -hmm. your craft of yeah. music. You were doing that. Mm -hmm. That was something that you yeah. were doing. But because they don't agree with it, they frowned upon it mm -hmm. and fucking kicked you out yeah. and forced you to say, pretty Arlie, much move to Hollywood. Harley, can you do this? <laughs> Take that, motherfucker. Fucking Harley, man. <laughs> Is Calling he? you out. Ira Lee, I mean. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, Uncle Ira. That's it. Oh, we used to call him Uncle Harley. But... Is he still alive? 
Yeah, I guess yeah. I think he still has his business. And or didn't like his wife die or something like no, that. I think she had cancer, but she survived it. Oh, yeah. she did. Okay. Yeah. Well, Karen, that's good. Karen, yes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes she was that. mean to us too, man. Yeah. She was a fucking bitch. Sometimes she I remember correctly. Yeah. Like she, me and you personally, like we were always like treated uh-huh. like shit. Yeah. Except <laughs> for by our grandmother yeah. who took care of us. Well, like you know, like, a lot of our cousins and except for Chrissy and them, but uh, uh, other cousins didn't like us because we took all of grandma's attention and then yeah. they're always all jealous of us. It was like, well, she was just helping us out. <laughs> well, what what people don't understand uh, if our mother mm-hmm. had mental illness, yeah. she was schizophrenic mm-hmm. and she had a mental condition where she pretty much couldn't take care of us. So our grandmother yeah. mm-hmm. took care of us half the time. Yeah. And so I guess the rest of the family got jealous because yeah. we were getting all of her attention. Yeah. And they the were. Only, like I said, the only good relatives we have was Virgie, who took care of us, too. And yeah. Yeah, they were. She's still the only cousin I keep in touch with. And uh, <laughs> But it seemed like the rest of the yeah. family, our Aunt Linda was yeah. was pretty nice. But yeah, Linda's cool. I talked to her not too long ago on the phone, and she's in Oklahoma. But it's just weird how family will be divided and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And stuff. So the point is, guys, listen, if you see somebody homeless, Help them out by getting them a place to stay, yeah. giving them an opportunity. Well, find them a job. And like if they don't take purpose. it, that's on them. Yeah. That's their choice. But yeah. they, you gave them a choice. You didn't just throw money at the situation yeah. and hope it went away. Just yeah. so you could feel good about yourself. Hey, I gave $20 to mm-hmm. a man walking yeah. down the street, you know. Big and deal. That and didn't and help you, him. If you have the time to maybe look up a few little resources for him, there's a, what's called Street Roots out there. Um, it's a nice little resource book that, that you can pretty much get anywhere. Anyways. Now, my understanding is, is you're actually doing a, uh, a lecture or something. At well, yeah, I was going to go do a presentation for the place I work for, Inner Journey Healing Arts, and I was going to go to the Winter Shelter in Forest Grove. That's actually a really good shelter. I looked them up and everything, and I, a former client of mine, uh, she's the one that approached me with it and said that maybe come there and, and uh, talk to some of the homeless people and see if we could sign some people up for Oregon Health Plan and and, and anyone that's dealing with addiction, maybe we can get them some help. And uh, so I'm going to go do that. And that's going to be pretty, pretty cool. And we're possibly entertaining the idea of maybe doing a group night, maybe once a month or something at the homeless shelter. And uh, the winter shelter goes from November to March, I believe. And it's mostly, I think there's like two of them, two major ones. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I guess they're mainly just, like I said, I wish there was something that all year round, maybe hopefully that's what they need to work on. Yeah. Know, something where people can go all year. Cause I have a, so I guess they figure if it's sunny outside yeah. and it's not bad weather, then mm-hmm. they should be on their yeah. own. Like I have a client that's like, well, I don't know what's going to happen when the spring comes. Well, you're going to try to, right now. Your goal is to get you off the streets. <laughs> but it is weird though, because I remember back when we were uh, yeah. uh, in Hollywood back in the nineties, yeah. it was all cardboard boxes. Yeah. When did the transition take place of the tent? It's a yeah. weird thing. Like all mm-hmm. of a sudden somebody said, but tents have been around forever. I remember yeah, going camping yeah, when I was a yeah. kid in a tent. Yeah. They just thought of it like in the last yeah. 10 years to go, hey, maybe, why don't we pitch came, a fucking tent? Maybe they came down in price. Or maybe there was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they didn't kick them out or something. Be, you, yeah. You used to have to be rich to get a tent because you're going to be on going on camping and you had to be part of the. But I always found that transition <laughs> weird over the last few yeah. years that people moved over to tent. And all uh-huh. of a sudden you see these tents yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. Whereas you, it used to be cardboard boxes. And a lot of times, like in the later years, uh, before I moved here to Portland, I was homeless off and on. Uh, just And that was mostly just my drinking like i would get kicked out of where i was at yeah that's true like even right before i moved to portland i was sleeping on the parking lot of bampm and, and i knew if, if i stay here one more week then i'm just going to be part of the homeless and i yeah. remember going to skid row one time though and taking a, a downtown la just that was so such an eerie experience just seeing that whole like you see it on tv is one thing but to, to be right there 
where Skid Row is, uh-huh. it's just scary. Man. Yeah, yeah. And it totally, even at that time, I thought that would keep me from drinking. You know, like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking. I don't want to end up here. But Like, that, even in downtown LA, because I used to buy my merchandise when we had our business yeah. in uh, Los Angeles, you would go and it was right, one of my vendors was right next to the Mission, yeah. right there on Hollywood, uh, not Hollywood, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like 3rd Street or 4th Street yeah. or something like that. And it was nuts. I mean, people were just like so crowded around. Like I, yeah. I just wanted to, you couldn't even drive the mm-hmm. street because people would go back and forth at a certain yeah. time of day. I mean, <laughs> homeless people wouldn't be so bad if they didn't smell like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but yeah. So the next time you see a homeless person, give them a bar of soap. Give them a fucking bar of soap. Time to take a fucking bath, man. Get some deodorant. Political opinion in one minute is your co-host, Eric D. Fulmer. No one, including Democrats, are disputing Iran's now-dead general was a bad guy and is responsible for killing many Americans. What they and most people I hear are disputing is the timing of it all. If this dude did what he did for so many years, why all of a sudden did they find a threat in progress? Since our intelligence, according to Trump, is now the best in the world, whereas before, you know, he would believe Putin over them. But, you know, they could have alerted him years ago when he did some of the worst shit since bin Laden, this general. Now they decide to take him out? Right before an election and right in the middle of the impeachment? Hmm. It kind of sounds like Trump's sudden interest in fighting corruption in the Ukraine at the same time Biden decides to run for president of the United States. Political opinion in one minute. Political opinion in one minute. Hmm. So yeah. that was a that was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like Judge Janine, whatever her name is. <laughs> is that what you're is that what you were going for? Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Shapiro? Yeah. Shapiro? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so let's uh yeah, man. So Iran is obviously a big thing. It kind of cooled down. But I do recall the moment those pl- that plane, the passenger jet was knocked down, I couldn't help but think I know somebody had already brought this up, but yeah. man, that's one hundred percent Trump's fault. I know, right? Yeah. That that blood is on his hands because if he didn't start the shit that he like, let's say he would have waited or he would have yeah. handled it differently instead of killing that guy, yeah. that plane would have never been shot down. Yeah. So all those people were because of Trump. I don't know if he'll ever understand that or will he ever grasp that. Anyone with an ounce of compassion would feel bad and go, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Those people died as a result of what I did. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. And same with the when they shot the missiles into those bases, even though Iran knew that they were, you know, we find out later that Iran didn't purposely mean to target actual people. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to send a message. But let's just say if they did, I mean, that would have been on Trump's, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, those they, dead soldiers would have been on. And, and we're not. And done. then we would have had to people, fight back. People think Iran's, uh, you know, calm down now. We're not done with this. People don't don't, let, don't drink the no, Trump juice anymore even. because they just uh, that one general just released another threat saying that you know what he's gonna he's threatening harsher uh, revenge um, through terrorist attacks. And listen, I understand that Soleimani is a terrible guy. He's responsible for a lot of death. There's no question about that, as Eric said. But listen, Trump is saying this guy's a horrible guy. He's responsible for deaths of a lot of people. Well, guess what? So is Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un is responsible for a lot of deaths of his own people. And no, knowingly. But yeah. yet they he treats those two like they're gods. Yep. 
Why not take them out when you got a chance? Yeah. Oh, no, because you're a fucking chicken shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like, I'm sick bone of this. Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even have to fight in the war, and he's still afraid of those bones. We're still using bone spurs. <laughs> but one of the things that I do like, on a lighter note, one of the things I ran uh, threatened to do to us is cyber attacks, right? Oh, yeah, right? That's the thing. They're not very good at it, but they're going to get good at it, right? The internet was acting weird the other day, though. So wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if you have the Iranians now cyber attacking for whoever the Democratic nominee is, <laughs> and you have the Russians and the Chinese cyber attacking <laughs> uh, for Donald Trump, yeah. we got the we got the Iranians <laughs> against the Russians. Here's a conspiracy. Who will win? Here's a, cons- <laughs> here's a conspiracy theory. Donald Trump tries to get the Ukraine into the elections, right? To interfere yeah. with the elections. Starts a war with Iran, a little you know tip with Iran. Iran shoots down a Ukrainian airplane. What? <laughs> Holy shit, Eric, you just uncovered a (laughs) motherfucker. God damn it. You know, conspiracy theories, I've made that question. Is it it like a conservative thing? Because it seems like all conservatives are all about conspiracy theories. It's like. It all wraps around, man. Ukraine is attached Ukraine, to, Iran, and they all come on. back to fucking. It just so happened to be a Ukraine plane to get shot down. It all comes back to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's just that's uh, the way it is. The Iranians like six, have six something to do. Of separation. But Donald Trump's whole presidency has been like a, a roller coaster, right? It's like, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> okay. <gasps> I'm ready to get <gasps> okay. off the Trump train, man. Yeah. Get off the fucking Trump train. Yeah. But but it is funny how wouldn't it be funny if now if the Iranians helped. The Democrats win, right? Like, let's say they did interfere on the same level as the Russians. Not not so much in altering things, but on the exact same level that the Russians did in 2016. You're telling me every one of those fucking Republicans wouldn't throw the holiest fucking shit of hell? And then all of a sudden, it's going to be the biggest thing. We need to work on our cybersecurity. (laughs) We need to do this. Oh, my. You know they're going to shit their pants. (laughs) I mean, come on. And then who's going to be the snowflake motherfucker? (laughs) Who's going to be the motherfucking snowflake? The RNC server instead of the DNC server they'll be looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The mysterious server. (laughs) But I think the worst part of this whole situation is the rhetoric from the Republican side. Yeah. Uh, Because, listen, you have that one guy. Doug Collins is now saying that Democrats are love terrorists because they're defending the killing, you know, because they think that the killing wasn't justified. Yeah. Right. So what an asshole to say that it's one thing to say, Hey, I don't agree with you. And I did, but the call the Democrats, because you don't agree with his opinion. Now they're loving terrorists when that's not true. Yeah, right. That's not true at all. Why would a Democrat all of a sudden love a terrorist? Like it's, it's a fucking wishy washy, but for yeah. a, a, a Senator or a representative to say that shit, uh-huh. that pretty much means we can say whatever we want. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So listen. Political dumbass. Breaking news. I have breaking news. What I heard today was outrageous. Representative Doug Collins likes sticking women's toes up his ass. Can you believe it? I have a report. We have it's an unconfirmed source. We don't know who said it, but we know it was said by somebody. He likes sticking. Well, he does like to have the toes painted first because he likes the shininess. And then he sticks those toes right up his ass. He likes to get the shit on there and everything. Stick that toe right up. Doug Collins, you're a sick motherfucker, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? Representative Doug Collins is a sick ass motherfucker for sticking women's toes or maybe male toes, too. I don't want to discriminate. He just likes toes up his ass. That's what I heard. Toes up the ass. Toes up the ass. 
And if you guys want to spread that rumor, <laughs> hey, I have no control over that because I've already said it and it's out there, even though it's completely false. But that's not the point. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously, he gets to say whatever he wants. Yeah. So why can't we say whatever we want? Oh, but you know, I'm going to get sued. You know, it's like, We're fuck America, you guys. Man. Whatever side you're on. I, again, there shouldn't even be sides. You're a fucking American. You're an American. Yeah. That's the, that's who you should protect. 100%. Americans should protect Americans. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're making fun of them with mm-hmm. humor and satire yeah. and funny jokes. And then you should, and you should only game. trust what we say. Yeah. Don't trust anyone else. Don't yeah. Trust we, <laughs> we are the fact finders. Yeah, we are. One hundred percent. The only truth you need. <laughs> Come on, guys. This shit has got to stop. Somebody's got to stand up to them for for just saying wacky shit. Again, you're. I I can say shit because I'm fucking a low la, low life dumbass. Uh-huh. I'm not a representative of a whole county yeah. or a country or a state or yeah. our district. You're representing people. All the people of yeah. your district. How does that fucking, how does that work? People complain when it's like, and then when it's like their guy doing it, like, oh, well, it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason, it's okay when, when you're on the right, their side, you know. (laughs) Obama wore a tan suit and everyone was ready to impeach him. But all the shit that Trump says and does, it's like, oh, it's okay. It's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Obama in that tan suit, no one ain't going to let him live that down. (laughs) It's all about racism right there. (laughs) Unpresidential. It's all about racism. Yeah. A white man can do anything and a black man can't do shit. Yes, you said it, brother. That's the bottom line. So I don't know if you guys heard recently about this old man <laughs> who shot somebody in the leg. I guess it was his landlord. What was it over? It was over uh, uh, I think, uh water damage, basically. Uh, he had water damage to his apartment. <laughs> And I guess they didn't take care of it. And he just got through watching The Irishman on Netflix. But probably. doesn't that look like a hotel room? Are you sure it's not a hotel? I don't know. Yeah, but could, who knows where uh, they didn't really. Well, it says apartment. So it's gone over apartment damage. It's in Las Vegas, of course. Yeah. So Anything could, happens in Vegas. A, yeah, he looks like a, a Vegas uh, kind of okay. guy. Yeah, it says uh, re, uh, water damage and flooding in a Vista Del Valley apartments. Yeah. Um, very nice complex. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like the front office has like computers like, in it. Yeah, and, I guess mine kind of looks like that in, in my place. It's oh, not as extravagant, but yeah, they got like a day room. And, but yeah, this ninety-three-year-old is like bringing new shit. meaning to the phrase <laughs> "grumpy old man." Grumpy old man. He strolled into his building's management office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To He's all smooth. About water yeah. damage in his apartment. <laughs> as they listened, the dapper-looking gent pulled a gun from out of his coat. <laughs> He's, He's like, "I'm ready to shoot." Watch him flinch as the gun goes off. The bullet hits a nearby computer. <laughs> you fucking ruined that monitor, leave. you son of a bitch. Look at the way the lady leaves. Like, it's just like, oh, I'm just going home from work. You know, like, she yeah. doesn't run out. She just kind of like casually walks out. So I'm like, getting the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. And at and that point, she could have took a gun. Wait, did you see that? He even waved to her as she went out the door. <laughs> yeah. He waved like, hey, bye, yeah. Susie. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> like, she had a perfect opportunity to, to knock that out of his hand. I mean, yeah, she could have tackled his ass to it, the ground. Yeah. I mean, he's 90 years old. 93 years old. He could barely hold the gun. I think this guy deserved to get shot if he couldn't get that gun out of a 93-year-old man. <laughs> you deserve to get shot. Well, that lady needs to be fired if she worked there. I, I mean, well, I guess it's not her job. To, to yeah. I would probably, listen, I would do the same thing. I'd be out of there in two see fucking you, seconds. should have gave me that raise. Yeah, I would have waved too. All right, see you. That's not my problem, buddy. Remember when I asked for that raise and you, and you turned me down? <laughs> this payback. Equality is a bitch. Yeah, equality is a bitch. Motherfucker. You won't pay me equal pay. My ass is out of here yep. at the first sign of trouble because women and children Hell get to yeah. leave first. Yep. One the shot in the leg, followed by a second shot, also <laughs> aimed at the leg. Now, why do they show him 
shooting the monitor, but they don't show him shooting the leg. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what, you can't show that on TV, yeah, but that poor yeah. innocent monitor it's can get destroyed? It's too disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It doesn't, you know it's not going to show any blood. Yeah. Show his ass getting shot. There's worse shit. You complain about video games having well, violence. I hope they make a movie out of this. So here comes the, this yeah. is the funny part too, when the cops come in. Yeah, watch how funny the cops are. How fast they get there. Yeah. Cops rush to the scene. Drop the gun! <laughs> he, says, he says, drop the gun yeah. and then shoots him. How much <laughs> yeah. time was there between yeah. dropping the gun? Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know what he saw yeah. coming in on the inside. Well, that's what I, I'm still unclear where that shot came from. Was it the cop just shot or what? Yeah, the cop shot and it, gra- it says right here, watch. Okay. Drop the gun, drop it now! The police bullet just grazed his coat. So the police, the oh, bullet okay. that he shot through the window, yeah. obviously, and he missed. Now, and if that was a black guy, <laughs> yeah. he would have shot his ass yeah, in the fucking head, yep. right? Yeah. Why is it the black guy, when there's a gun pulled on him, he dies instantly, but uh-huh. an old 93-year-old yeah. white man, yep. the bullet grazes his uh-huh. jacket. And there you have it. <laughs> and it was one shot. And there you have it. <laughs> if it was a black man, yeah. <laughs> he would have unloaded that whole fucking yeah. clip on his uh-huh. ass. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> Oh, that old man better happy he's white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's only got a few years left. I know. <laughs> I mean, come okay, on. You. you could have shot his ass. Yeah. But I mean, but still, even black man or white man, the cop says, drop the gun. Yeah, but shot, shoot. And then shoots <laughs> within a split second. Yeah. With the door closed. Yeah, the door, the guy didn't even fucking hear. He's an old man. Yeah. Drop the gun. Bam. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? It's Vegas for you, man. <laughs> The gunman lays his weapon Watch on the desk. Like, the no-nonsense <laughs> officer grabs him. Oh, shit. Like pulls his ass down. Oh, damn. That's how he looks. Damn. The minute he walked in the door, you should have knew that boy was up to something. Come on. He posed for that. <laughs> yeah. He posed for that, that fucking, if anybody's out there, damn. look up the, uh, what is it called? The mug shot. Yeah. It looks like Don Knotts had a baby with, uh, let's see. Now, come on. They scared him before they took that picture, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. They fucking said, boom. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, his eyes are like it's fucking yeah. You Don Knotts, man. <laughs> yeah, Don Knotts. That old man looked like he's smoking meth too. <laughs> I mean, come on, but all right. So this story has so many things about yeah. one police brutality, police brutality. Um, an old man angry yeah. about shit not being taken care of. Yeah, the fact that he had a gun. If there was gun <laughs> control, yeah, he would. That old that other yeah. guy would have got shot. Now, do they talk to the guy that got shot? Man, Has he done an interview guns, yet? <laughs> Photo. Let's see. Yes. Do you understand the charge? <laughs> now he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> he's probably going like, to try to sue the department, the police department, because they probably, hey, put me in a wheelchair. I was yeah. fine until he yanked me out of the door like that. <laughs> they ruined my good jacket. I got that at the thrift store for $20. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. He was in a wheelchair when he appeared in court in Las Vegas today. Earlier, he said of the victim, if I wanted to really harm him, I could have shot him between the eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they were pretty much just letting them shoot. Like I said, that lady could have easily took it. You know, Martin Scorsese's watching this thing. Oh, that's my next movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be Robert De Niro yeah, because he's going to be, be that age that, in a few years. Well, that's the Irishman, too. If you haven't seen the Irishman on Netflix. You won't be able to make his ass look young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> One, the old man. I mean, obviously, I could. anybody could do that. I'm sorry, yeah. but that's just the day we live in. Yeah. If you yeah. have a gun. You can just walk up, and if you're calm I mean, enough about it, you can get away I with mean, anything. We're, we're playing Monday Monday morning quarterback. I say, oh, here's what we should have done. Should have done. I guess if we're in that situation, I guess it, I think like if it was me, I would have grabbed the gun because he, uh-huh. he's, he's kind of shaky already. Or, or even that lady, if I was that lady, I could have 
because he was had his back turned to her at one point. She could have just knocked him over or something. Yeah, so there's two situations in there for me. One, like, I would have been scared of. If I was by myself, I would have been like that lady, yeah. and I would have been out the door, uh-huh. and I'd have been, oh fuck you, man, whatever. I'm yeah. I'm out of here. Ain't my problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> But if my son was there, yeah. like uh, uh, it's a weird thing when you have a kid. Yeah. If my son was there, I would have tackled his ass to the ground in two seconds yeah. and uh-huh. I would have started beating the shit out of him. Yeah. If my son was there, maybe it's something that I have to prove mm-hmm. to him that I'm not a mm-hmm. pussy or it's just a protection thing. Yeah. I would have done that. But me by myself, yeah, absolutely. I would have ran out the door and been like, oh shit, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless he stuck it in my face, then I, I don't know how, how I would have reacted. But yeah. Poor laptop that gets shot. We mourn you. Oh, we mourn you. That poor computer that got shot. Now who's gonna fix you? I wanna fix you. <laughs> so I wrote a sad song about that computer because. Really <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor computer. computer. It what, didn't do what anything. What about the guy's knees? What about that guy that got shot? It <laughs> wasn't even turned on. Yeah, that I, poor laptop wasn't even. It didn't have a chance. Have it a was chance, shot in its sleep. <laughs> poor thing. But maybe it just grazed. It yeah. grazed it on the side, so maybe it's still alive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe. I, I, in fact, maybe I should call and find out. Huh? Yeah, if that laptop <laughs> is still workable, I want it. I, I want to buy it. I want to call that call that apartment <laughs> complex. Say, yeah, how's the condition on that laptop? <laughs> the survivor. <laughs> yeah. What about the manager? Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a laptop survivor. Yeah, yeah. I'm, saver. I'm family. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're out there right now, you have to immediately head towards politicaldumbass.com. That's the only way to save yourself from the stupidity of the news outlets, Fox News, CNN. Make your way towards politicaldumbass.com and we will save you. Yes. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap it up here real quick. We'd like to thank you for your support. Checking out our other shows. This is episode number four. We're climbing up there and we appreciate everybody that gave us feedback. Give us cable. (laughs) Now, what happened if you? What would happen if you went to Iran or the Middle East and you just hooked up some high quality fucking entertainment cable network shows? (laughs) I know, right? Translate it if you have to. I'm yeah. cool with that. Put it yeah. in Iranian or Iraqi. Yeah. What the fuck is the language? What is there a universal language in the Middle East? Um, so it was Arabic and then oh Arabic. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Is that what it is? But Maybe. is that universal or does uh, I got a feeling that all of them well, there's use like, different, there's different names? Like there's like what Tusi or Tuni or whatever the word. Uh, there's like different Houthi or yeah the who the the different tribes. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know what the language is that yeah. they speak. But either way, I think world peace could be solved if they just. Airplanes just drop tons of porn and video games. Over yeah, there. and Netflix. <laughs> and Netflix. Get some fucking Netflix. And yeah. that way they can watch it on their own time. Exactly. No advertisements. Yeah. Give it to them. for. If you're a billionaire out there, why don't you do that? Uh-huh. Donate. What we should do is drop a bunch of gay porn on ISIS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dildos and gay porn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would totally kick. That would, that would all wipe, be that would wipe them out. I'd be like, shit, if I was president, here's what we're going to do. Because <laughs> you know the few that are gay would be tempted. <laughs> yeah, right. They'd weed them out. They'd, like, yeah. they'd probably get killed, but they'd be tempted to yeah. be like, oh, shit, that leader, he's gay? Uh, yeah. Maybe I looked at it all wrong. Yeah. On all seriousness, guys, I will leave you with this. 
left, right, whatever. Have some fun. Laugh at some stuff. Yeah. But if you want real news, if you want the basic truth about what's going on, I suggest watching Fareed Zakaria. I know he's on CNN, yeah. but he has a show on Sunday mornings. Yeah, I watch him every once in a while. And it is the most, if you care about facts and if you care about information. So I'm going to give him a plug, even though mm-hmm. he would be the one to give us a plug because yeah. nobody gives a shit he's about listening. us. He's listening. Could, yeah. But <laughs> Fareed Zakaria is absolutely the best show to watch. If you're not sure where to get your information from, if you don't yeah. know what the left is, the right, because everyone he has on the show, it's very down the middle. He tells you exactly what it is. He does give an opinion every once in a while, but he gives you straight facts and yeah. he does it in a way that is absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion. Yeah. We're talking about facts, right? Not, not facts, but f- yes. actual facts. The facts that aren't true. <laughs> right. Don't you know about those? Right. Check him out if you don't do anything else. If you hate us, if you hate everybody, if you hate your mama, mm-hmm. check him out. At least he will give you an educational show that's worth watching. Yes. All right? And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Tune in. Tell your friends. Please do me a favor. If you're going to spread fake news... Spreadpoliticaldumbass.com. Yes. Tweet us. Tell your friends about us. Talk about us at the water, water cooler at work, right? Do people still do? I haven't had a regular job. I'm going to have to get a regular I have job a water here cooler soon. At my job, but it'll work. <laughs> it's over. And I'm the only one there. So. I haven't been in an office in over 13 years, so I don't know what that's yeah. like anymore. I'm going to have to probably yeah. soon. Yeah. But around the water cooler. Tell your friends, hey, yes. have you checked out that show, Political Dumbass? When you're out having drinks at the local bar with your colleagues, yeah. talk about political dumbass. When they say, what's a political dumbass? You can say, yeah. you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a political dumbass, joke. just own it. Just embrace yeah. it. Embrace the dumbness. <laughs> it's the best knock-knock yes. joke you'll ever have. Uh-huh. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Joe Biden knows what it takes to run this country. He knows how important the middle class is to the economy. And he wants to remind the American voters that he was vice president under the Obama administration for two whole terms. But more important than the financial needs of the American people is he is the one to beat Donald Trump in November with push-ups. Yes, push-ups. How many people out there can say they can beat Joe Biden at doing push-ups? How many can you do, man? That's the question Donald Trump will have to answer and try to prove this November. So get out there and vote for Joe Biden. And then drop and give me 20. Come on, Donald. Come on, man. How many push-ups you want to do here, pal? I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Casualty.